0: Welcome to Yoga for First Responders On Air, where we break down yoga, neuroscience, resilience, and public safety in a manner that's authentic, educational, and most importantly, entertaining and lighthearted. I'm YFFR's founder, Olivia Mead. As a yoga instructor and neuroscience enthusiast, I'm passionate about supporting first responders and anyone looking to improve their overall human performance. Each week we'll dive into a new topic and often bring on expert guests to share their insights and experiences, but we'll also keep it real and share our own stories and struggles along the way. So whether you're a first responder or seeking to master the science of mental and physical resilience, this podcast is your ultimate guide to triumph over life's challenges with unbreakable strength and unwavering fortitude. By pressing play, Your training has begun. Okay. Hello. Welcome. I'm Olivia. I am CEO and founder of Yoga for First Responders. And with me is Eric Brenneman, president of Yoga for First Responders, and my husband. Welcome to our podcast, the podcast for YFFR on air. Here we are.
1: It's been a hot second since we just did one with the two of us. We've I know. Had guests, we've had special episodes, we've had Christmas and New Year's and
0: life. Yeah. And
1: here we are. Yeah. Let's so here we, we are. See if you we can get me. through an episode with the two of us uh, riffing, spitballing. Hopefully, we're not getting more. too drunk. Um, well, I was going to say, we're
0: a little more organized than that. But since <laughs> it is just the two of us, let's start with what we're drinking. What are you drinking today?
1: I'm uh, still working my way through a Oktoberfest, actually. Breckenridge Brewing Oktoberfest. I have this thing where September, October timeframe, I like to go to the liquor store and buy one six-pack of every single Oktoberfest and pumpkin beer they've got. And then see how long it takes to get through it. And I still have a ways to go. Let's just put it that way.
0: Oh, I thought you were wearing the end.
1: No, I bet there's probably another, I don't know, six six packs uh hit tucked away in the uh in the beer cave aka the basement.
0: <laughs> well, I am having an espresso martini uh mm. from kettle 1. I'm dropping the name Kettle 1. You dropped the Breckenridge Brewery. Please sponsor us. Um so- <laughs> It was going to be a Cosmo. A Cosmo. It's a pre-mixed drink by Kettle One. And I poured myself the rest of the Cosmo, and then I went to put our daughter down for a nap, and I can't find the drink. And so I'm wondering. She's probably drinking it. No. (laughs) I didn't put it. (laughs) Her crib, um, I uh, left it in there, so I had to pour myself another one. So, espresso martini. I wonder, you supposed to drink espresso martinis? Like, I feel like they're kind of a night drink, like a dessert drink. But then it's espresso. But a lot of people drink espresso at night. Anyway, it's four p.m. I hope I'm doing espresso martini right.
1: I think it's like at a bachelorette party. Like that's the only like I think I've had one espresso martini in my entire life. I right. mean.
0: Is that where you had it?
1: I mean, I haven't been to too many bachelorette parties, no. Uh, but, but maybe. Hey, why isn't our podcast the number one podcast in all of podcasts like uh, the Kelsey Brothers podcasts? Why aren't we as good as them?
0: Well, first of all, you do have the beard, okay? So that is one thing we do have. Um, probably because, well, I'm not Taylor Swift. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I were. <laughs> Um, but she is an expander for me, billion-dollar baby. Um, But I don't know. I mean, they're funnier, maybe?
1: They're more consistent. I mean, they have a show every week.
0: Well, and they probably get paid for it, too. We're still looking for uh, some more sponsorship. I mean, listen, that's not why we're doing it, but when someone uh, says, here's $10 every time you do a podcast, then you... Are more apt to get on and do the podcast, right? I
1: suppose so. we have a uh, for those listeners that stick with us. We have a stated goal this year of twenty six episodes. I believe is what we stated as our goal. Oh, so, twenty five. We can take one week, one by week off.
0: Right. So <laughs> that's for Easter, of course. <laughs> um, no. So here is here are our goals, though. Not only do we want to do two at least two podcasts a month. Um, but we're a nonprofit. Yoga for First Responders is a nonprofit organization. So when I say, you know, like, oh, it's because we're not getting a paycheck. I'm joking because when we have sponsors and donors and things like that, that money goes straight into our mission and into our service. And so if, you know, offering yoga to first responders... Is something you support, you can support it directly by sponsoring this podcast. And you know how you could sponsor it? Um, What if your kid's selling um, Girl Scout cookies and you want them to like dominate? (laughs) And you can pay to have a sponsorship spot. And I bet you they will dominate their Girl Scout, you know, cookie competition. Um, I feel
1: like that. I feel like you pulled that from. A christmas movie we watched so we watched a christmas movie called 8-bit christmas like if you haven't seen it actually pretty good one um i don't remember which platform it was on that we watched it but especially kids people that are in your late 30s early 40s it'll resonate with you it's all about uh the chaos and madness of getting nintendos for christmas as a kid but they have to do wreath sales. So they oh. could have advertised on our podcast for their wreath sales. So you're suggesting uh, a family sponsor their Girl Scout sales for the cookies. Right. On the you podcast.
0: don't have to be a Put the link
1: in the show notes. Yeah. Uh listen, we do just send this out to our email list. I think our email list is closing in on ten thousand people. So right. you get also access get us to ten thousand people. Wow. Uh, because Beautiful. we announced the podcast. Is going live there. So yeah, lots of ways to do it. But yeah, check out 8-Bit Christmas. It's uh, not too late to watch a Christmas movie. Uh, I mean, I don't think, but we're getting there.
0: Might be, Um, because it is almost February. So speaking of Nintendo, speaking of the newsletter, speaking of this podcast, what do all of those things have in common?
1: They kick ass. Yes.
0: It's digital, digital space. And that's what we're talking about today is the digital space and how uh, the digital space and training coincide. Can it be successful? Can it be effective? Um, And that's what we're discussing today because we have some pretty big announcements around uh, the digital space and our mission.
1: Um, Yeah, and I've seen uh, some things on instagram and the interwebs mm-hmm. talking about how digital is not successful in order to make this practice uh successful it must be in person not via apps that kind of stuff and uh let's be honest like you as a yoga instructor you can never be with your students all the time twenty four seven, three sixty five. 365 you just can't you hope to, your lessons are imparted upon them but especially the people in our industry we got to get them tools they can use anytime
0: mm-hmm. well what do you well and First of all, that's absolutely true. And I think that there has been growth in the effectiveness of digital online training. But it's not like it hasn't been around in the past. It's just been really terrible. So, for instance, tell me a little bit about like your experience with um online training in the fire service,
1: yeah, I mean, I think there's a dramatic shift that happened. Uh, potentially, in 2020. So I left fire service prior to COVID, prior to 2020 when everybody started to move things digitally. And I think everybody in public safety will get this. If you got a target solutions or a virtual academy class assigned to you by your training chief, uh, there is high probability that you would hit play and walk away. Um, And it rhymes on purpose because that's what we all did We hit play and walk away uh, and let the, the training literally work in the background. You need to come back and you need to answer the questions real quickly, or you'd purposefully get all of the questions wrong and then print them out. So you could go back <laughs> and take the test uh, and get them all right the second time through. I mean, I don't think anybody on here that's listening from the public safety world would say anything has gone much differently in their lives. Uh, so online training has often been that check the box. BS training that's mandated that you have to get done. That's my experience with it uh, in the fire service and kind of seeing how it progressed. But I've seen some really good online training, especially after COVID. And I think we do some really good online training.
0: Yes. And we're going to get to that. I want to go back to the bad online training. (laughs) Um, What was it that made it so painful? I'm not just talking about your experience. It seemed like for a lot of people's experience in the past, what makes, what has made online training so painful to go through and such like not an effective way to learn in the past? Do you have any yeah. examples?
1: Of that? Yeah, I mean, I think number one, the narrators that talked through the class were extremely boring. Um, yeah. they they acted like they're trying to lecture to a computer monitor rather than actually like teach a room full of people. Uh, we both do a lot of teaching in person and there's something to be said for teaching a group of people in a room. You feed off their energy, they feed off yours. There's that, uh, dialogue back and forth so we can start to tease out some of the threads that are important for that group. And you miss that, miss out on that when it comes to the online piece, because you're just trying to blanket statement everything for everybody. And so that kind of makes it poor uh, when it's just a robotic head in the corner of the screen and there's a PowerPoint slide here. And it's just the same thing over and over and over for an hour and a half. Uh, It's very easy to just pull out your phone and start texting and doing other things. And then they tried to make it quote unquote better by putting up an interruption question partway through so that you'd have to come back after like seven minutes of being away and answer the ABCD question. But you couldn't move on unless you answered that like interruption question to make sure you're still listening. Well, you're not listening. You're just clicking through the pop-up questions at that point. So I think the presenter, number one, needs to be dynamic. I think the material has to be engaging. It um, cannot just be a talking head with a PowerPoint behind them. Like that's that's not uh, engaging at all. And so I think that's some of uh, the reason why historically uh, online training has been crap.
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Here's the thing that <clears throat> people don't maybe realize. Well, first of all, it has to be, even though it's educational, there has to be this element of quote unquote entertainment to keep someone's brain engaged. They also don't think about all the different manners people learn in. You know, one of the best things I learned from our instructional designer was telling is not teaching. So as you said, just looking at a camera and saying things with these boring ass slide shows is to me sometimes would feel insulting. Like, I am not a kindergartner. I am of higher intelligence than this. So in, engage with me. Now, the hard part about that is most people are not trained to be entertainers. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what makes me a good presenter, you know, when I do keynote talks or our training demo workshops or our instructor school training, is I am a trained performer and I am a trained actor. And so talking um, and making text into something dynamic is something I'm trained to do. And I was also trained after that on um, instructional design and people's Mm -hmm. different ways of learning. And so I don't think any of that was uh, considered. And another thing is knowing that staring at a screen is going to get people's eyes crossed sooner. I think the material has to be simpler and more concise in order for it to land. Like you said, in person, we can start a conversation and do this and do that and see where we are with things and be affected by people's stories. But online, get to the fucking point and let me move on so that I don't zone out. It's Less is more, I think, online.
1: And especially when we have short uh, attention spans, right? Like classes can't drone on for an hour. Like they just can't. They have to be nice short segments that you learn what you need to learn and you can walk away from it if you need to walk away, Um, whether it's outside or to the restroom or whatever it is. I mean, I think short segments to the point, direct, like I don't want to be sitting here at the computer screen longer than I have to be
0: when you're gaining momentum, like you and I are taking a couple courses online now. One is for Montessori, raising a child with the Montessori principles. And also another one is uh, rental properties and things like that. And what I like about both of the, speaking of which, we should get uh, our coach, our real estate coach to sponsor our
1: podcast. Yeah. Get Listen, money. anybody in the world can sponsor the podcast. I mean, this just goes out to a whole new audience you may have yeah. never reached before.
0: Um, but uh, what I appreciate about both those online courses at they, is they do have very brief segments. Right. So I know like we can, we put our baby down. We really want to watch Shark Tank, but I was, you know, like, let's, let's get in one module and it can happen so quick and it's valuable information. It lands and we feel like we're gaining momentum and progressing through the course, which makes us just want to keep going and check it off the list. Um, so I appreciate that about it. And let me ask you this too, is with your hit play and walk away, did, was there critical training that you felt you were missing or was this really check the box bullshit training just to say, yeah, we're continuously giving our firefighters training?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting dynamic because you always have the guys that complain about training. So they love prefer the check the box bullshit computer training. And then you have the other folks who'd rather be out doing hands on skills. Like No matter who you have, you're going to have that difference of opinion within a crew, within a group of four or five people. Uh, One of the benefits of online training, and this is where I think it's shifting after COVID a little bit, is is that people are realizing that whether we like it or not, as professionals uh, in emergency services, there are some trainings that we have to do, mandated trainings, mandated health and wellness trainings, for example. Uh, And those are actually really good trainings to be done online because even if by checking the box, click play and walk away, even though we were doing that, and we were doing that because we had the same training year after year after year after year. And so we knew what the answers were. And so what even though it may have been quote unquote bullshit training, we were still making sure that we had the skills to know the information. Which at the end of the day is the basis of any kind of educational system is mm-hmm. I don't care how you answer as long as you are answering the questions correctly at the end. The assessment questions that we've put out or that we have deemed is important. If you already know that information, I honestly don't expect you to waste 30 minutes to go through the module. I really, right. really don't. I say, okay, great, you know that information. I'd rather you invest in that 30 minutes in something you don't know, right. you know? And then maybe it's that's the next module. And so if we are putting out good quality assessment questions and drive people into knowing what we want them to know, I think we're actually being successful as an organization. And that's where online training can still be relevant as we can then do the mandated training, We get the the check-the-box CYA training, as they say it, uh, from HR. And we can still show that we are competent in knowing that knowledge base. Uh, Now there's other ways then to go back out and show that you're competent in hands-on drills and didactic drills. So let's say um, we did a course, watched a video training course on ropes and knots, for example. Once we did that, answer the questions about the different kinds of ropes and that kind of stuff, we'd go out in the bay and actually tie knots. And so we kind of would do a one-two punch. Bullshit lecture training, which we all have to go through, and then hands-on training uh, after that.
0: And as we know, necessity is the mother of invention, right? So when uh, we did go through COVID and everyone, um, most people pivoted to online platforms and trial and error. There was a lot of going live with social media and this or that. I think now there were platforms before that things were happening before that it's true. But everyone including the software developers had to figure out a way to make it better make the Mm -hmm. platforms easier to use for the layperson. You know, I've God, I remember what year was it? I want to say like 2010. I had this idea to, this was before online anything. And a friend of mine um, whose brother was really successful in the space, and he wanted to do the same thing using me as the talent, basically, Uh was yoga DVDs, and sort of online yoga, and you would get sent a DVD of online yoga if you did this. Basically, we were we were futzing around trying to figure out sort of this online digital yoga studio. I even remember we called it Yoga Without Limits because it was without the limits of, you know. Expense, walls
1: of the studio. Of-
0: expense or, yeah. or whatever. And um, we filmed a few things, and we were going to, you know, use this whole method that his brother did with his, his brother um, sort of did uh, inspirational talks for teenagers or whatever. And so kind of used that same right. model. And we were, you know, but the technology part was so hard, because mm-hmm. it just was not available to the lay person to easily get things in a digital space and automated, right? It was a lot of manpower, behind such a simple concept and even right before covid things were out there but it was very difficult to understand and like to understand the platform and so since covid there are these amazing platforms that allow you to build courses so easily there are so many people out there that have really amazing knowledge And now they have a platform to give it to you. Like, it's actually like, think of masterclass, right? There are masterclasses out there now. If you look up anything you want to learn, I bet you there's an online course for it because the person who has the knowledge but does not have the technical ability now has the platform to be able to get their shit out there. And so I think in that way, it's so, so cool. That everyone has been given this gift of being able to share knowledge and, you know, um, widespread it, spread it wide.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's the great democratization of knowledge. You don't have to go to higher uh, learning institutions anymore or go to uh, specialized summits and things like that or spending fortunes of money to access this. This is
0: one, or.
1: Or to, to that, uh, the financial limits. Like, you can learn anything you want on YouTube. Let's be honest. Uh, that's how. Uh,
0: educating our kid on YouTube. <laughs>
1: Just- I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, it's a great example. I mean, shout out shout out to miss rachel anybody who has kids in the uh zero to four range definitely knows at this point knows who miss rachel is uh i saw a meme on instagram because that's what shows up on my instagram feed now of a dad that says how much child support do i owe this woman for helping me co-parent this kid you know uh but yeah she's learning on via, via youtube and she's learning words and shapes and that kind of stuff and
0: hey guys this is olivia founder of yoga for first responders as i'm sure you know by now i'm on a mission to bring neuroscience to you without the woo-woo and spiritual bypassing yoga for first responders has changed the stigma of yoga from beachside stretching to a valid tactical tool so now let's talk about manifestation and i know what you're thinking vision boards and affirmations on post-it notes But what if I told you that neural manifestation is real, evidence-based, and can change your life? Your neural pathways, core narratives, and childhood beliefs have been driving your life. But guess what? you can take the wheel with techniques that create neuroplasticity just like we do in yoga for first responders it's about changing the structure and function of your own brain empowering you to elevate self-worth set guilt-free boundaries and bring in the authentic feel-good experiences you deserve I've been a member of 2B Magnetic for over three years, and let me tell you, it's a game changer. I've let go of negative beliefs, stepped into my authenticity, and manifested incredible things in my life, from the birth of my baby to upgrading my social circle and even snagging a Peloton for only $800. Now, I wouldn't recommend anything that isn't backed by science and doesn't require hard work for real results. That's why I'm thrilled to share this exclusive offer with you. To Be Magnetic is generously offering our listeners 15% off their transformative programs. Just use the link below and the discount code YOGA, all caps Y-O-G-A. So are you ready to take charge of your life, rewire your brain, and manifest the incredible? Click the link below in the show notes, use code yoga, and tell me what amazing things you call into your life. It's time to make your journey to self-discovery exciting and science-backed. Don't miss out. Your future self will thank you. Yoga for first responders and to be magnetic, a perfect pairing for life-changing results.
1: So if if you're interested in learning something, it is out there. And the reason why we go to YouTube for a lot of this, and you actually hit it on the head, is it's got that slight entertainment value. People that are successful with providing information and teaching on YouTube understand that they are one click away from a rabbit hole of who knows God what on YouTube. And so they have to keep your attention long enough to actually educate you. And so they do make it entertaining with uh, the way that they introduce the information and teach it. And so I think it's something that I've worked really hard on too, in my arc of teaching, even in person, even in person. Oh, yeah,
0: Uh, definitely in person.
1: When I started teaching uh, with this organization specifically, I remember that I was literally stuck to my notes and wouldn't say a word outside of the notes because I, that's just, I wasn't comfortable enough with the information or I wasn't comfortable in front of the crowd or whatever it was. And so would just stand up there and just read the notes and hell, I'd be bored reading the notes. So I know that the students were bored listening to you, you know? And so then I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get some of that feedback and I got it actually at their last instructor school that they're like, you just have a natural way of teaching. And I've now learned to put the notes down or be comfortable enough with the material, own the material enough that you just teach. You just talk to the folks. And it's hard to just do that via camera where you you and I get better at it by being on podcasts and talking to each other via Zoom and running these things via Zoom. But either, any podcast that we sit down on, oftentimes we can, whether we like it or not, take control of that podcast because Talking to that one little camera up there, it still feels like you're talking to the the masses of people who are having a conversation one-on-one with somebody sitting right across from the table from you. And that's the power of good online training. Yeah. If it's done correctly, it can feel like, oh, they're talking directly to-
0: Right. I'm here with this person. I'm being mentored. Um, this is my ment- like it should feel like this is your mentor. And I do feel that way in the um, online courses I mentioned earlier that we're taking. Um, I have to say that I'm sort of a convert because I was very much snarky about online training, specifically when it came to yoga, right? I was a purist of, you got to be in the room with the teacher. And when I'd get requests for um, online training for YFFR, uh, instructor school specifically, sometimes I'd almost feel not personally offended, but offended on behalf of yoga,
1: <laughs> you know, like, like it was your burden to defend <laughs> the 5,000 year old philosophy that is yoga. Like Olivia Mead was, well, that was your cross to bear.
0: Taking it on <laughs> my shoulders. Yeah. On behalf of yoga, I would like to say, ah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if, you were
1: that, if you were that powerful, you'd probably be as rich as Taylor Swift, and we'd have yeah the we, podcast. Right. You know, I'm just, saying,
0: but, <laughs> but not to um, diminish,
1: not diminish your power. I'm. I wish you had that power, but i God bless you for taking on that cross.
0: <laughs> well, listen. I think probably a, a lot of the yoga practitioners out there might know what I'm talking about. Of like, no, for sure. You know, the the intricacies of this practice is. So much that got it. And I will say by far in person will always, always trump. Of course. It's just, that's just the natural thing. But I'll tell you what. I don't
1: think think anybody would disagree with that. But there are a lot of, also a lot of drawbacks with in-person training.
0: Oh yeah. There are a lot of limitations. And that's why people were asking me for online um, training, instructor school, because they want to see this is okay. So this is what, where I had my change. People weren't requesting, at least most people and how I realized after a while, they weren't requesting online training because they were like, I'm too lazy to come to instructor school. I'm on the beach drinking daiquiris. It wasn't that. It's their, I really want to learn this technique. I have a fire department right here that's ready for it. And I know you guys have the most effective protocol. I just simply have barriers to going in person. Of course. So, you know what? I I acknowledge that for sure. And then the other thing I realized is we actually started putting more and more online because we wanted to pack more things in in person. What we wanted to pack in in person was practice teaching mm-hmm. and yoga classes where I could really break down alignment and the and you know, we have a lot of people come to instructor school who haven't even touched a yoga mat before. So, and they're killing it as yogis now because we dive so deep in the purpose of the practice, the alignment, the how, the practice teaching. And we're like, okay, so if we want to add that to the schedule, then let's put the behind the bats, the cultural competency classes. Mm-hmm. So let's put those online after and start, okay, great. So let's put this online ahead of time. And all of a sudden we're starting to put things online that quote unquote did not need to be done in person, right? Yeah. Lecture classes where the person's sitting there and listening. So then I thought to myself, okay, as we do that more and more, the stuff that's left over in person, again, is predominantly the breaking down the yoga itself. And essentially, people who have a 200 hour training, you know, a certification, should have had that training already of anatomy and alignment and practice teaching. Now, I must say that people who are 200-hour trained teachers and come to our in-person instructor school always say, oh my God, this was better than my 200-hour training, like the details we give them. So folks, if you are 200-hour trained and you can come to in-person, it's going to benefit you tenfold, like believe yeah. me. Um, I mean- and I-
1: well, for know. example, the first yoga class that we do is a what a 90-minute yoga class and it breaks down one sun salutation yeah. in 90 minutes. I mean, that's an, a sample for folks that haven't been to our training, like how detailed we get into the nitty-gritty of the basics, of the foundation of traditional yoga. And that's where people say, the 200-hour teachers say, I've never spent this much time breaking down a, down a sun salutation.
0: Yeah. Like the pinky finger and the exact breath work and the exact muscles of the exact breath work and this and that. And also on top of it, where's your mind? What's your mind doing right now? You know, we break all of this down. So it's super, super valuable. But essentially, Mm -hmm. um, you should have that training already in your toolbox. So then I thought, you know what? Um, I bet you I could put the whole thing online for folks who already have that foundation of, um, you know, the practice teaching and the alignment. And um, I am going to add an online element called training scars and habits, which is something that the 200 hour trained instructors um, have a lot, which, you know, which will get into a lot. Just just little teaching habits that no one really makes you aware of. And you know and that's
1: it's not to say that you're a bad teacher.
0: Well, it's not being a bad teacher. It's about awareness.
1: Right. It's and knowing that the population you're going in to teach is going to be a different population than you may have been teaching. Right. Uh, and so you need to be aware of those habits. So you don't even know. And listen, we all need to record ourselves talking. We all need to record ourselves speaking. We all need to record ourselves teaching just to figure out those bad habits that we've got. Uh, right. On she public does. safety land, we have training scars all over the place. And then we see yeah. those scars pop uh, pop up uh, in emergency scenes. And some of the training scars that one comes to example is like, um, and, I, and I was guilty of it. Uh, full disclosure is like in a darkened environment uh, to get through like a, a confidence maze, I'd shut my eyes to, since I couldn't see anyway, I'd shut my eyes and work my way through. But that doesn't translate well onto the fire ground because if you're going through a smoke-filled environment and you have your eyes shut, you don't know if the smoke stay lifted. The smoke could have gone away. And if I have my eyes shut, you don't know that. And yeah, that's, a training, that's a, a training scar of how you get through a confidence course doesn't necessarily translate into uh, practice on the fire ground. So when we are teaching too, you may have things that you don't even realize you're doing because you've never taken the t- time to actually record yourself pay attention to it and have the awareness around it like that's important
0: yeah and we are going to keep that um with our online training so all of this to say um after um you know i started teaching first responders in 2013 so you know it's been 11 years our first instructor school was in 2015 um so averaging out 10 years right or, or so um so after 10 years, I have finally been convinced because of the demand and because of the fact that online training has improved um, to put instructor school completely online if you already have at least a 200-hour registered yoga teacher certification.
1: That's a big um, deal. You heard, a big deal. Like you heard it here. We've kind of been teasing this on our socials, but yeah, that's a it's big, fair- big change.
0: We're calling it instructor school bridge course because it's bridging you from where you are as a teacher to this sort of new level of cultural competency, YFR protocol, job specific application. I'm pretty jazzed about the course as I'm creating it because not only is a lot of it created because about 20% of our instructor school is already online, um, but I am going to be able, you know, when you're in person, okay, this class is 60 minutes. You got to get through it because the next thing is lunch. And then we did it, da 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 da. And it's not that I'm planning to make the course longer than that or that class longer than that, but I can be so intentional because it's online, because it's filmed. I can be so specific and teach the ultimate instructor school I've always wanted to teach because I have this uh, the power of time and space to do so. And actually super, super excited about it. Um, And I also think with everything we've talked about and learned about online training, it is going to be effective. And not only will it be effective, but we already have a track record of effective online training. And Eric, I'll let you talk about
1: that. Yeah. And so that's the big question is, is this actually feasible? And we have a research study out there that says unequivocally, yes. (laughs) Like we were going to do, we've done two research studies now. And the first one was supposed to be in person. Like that, let's not forget, but then COVID came around uh, and pushed that first initial research study online and so then the study concept became is is online resilience training feasible i think that's the main question of the study in fact Uh, yeah yeah, and the the answer that we were able to find through our partnership with black dog institute in uh university of new south wales uh, in australia was absolutely yes it is absolutely feasible the people that went through it did see dramatic shifts in several different things and had High participation scores. And so online resilience training, online yoga training, online training such as this, when it's built in a very structured way with that intentionality that you, Olivia, just talked to about how you want to do it so intentional can be extremely effective. It can be extremely effective of getting the pieces and points across. And because we know how to structure an online training that has been shown through research that you can look up the journal article I put it in the show notes to see that it's effective, we have that background. So we're not just an organization putting it online for the hell of it. We're taking knowledge that we've already learned so you can trust that this resource is using the same lessons learned from that vetted tool uh, that's been researched.
0: Yeah, this Super exciting. It's not our first time. That's what I wanted people to know too. Like we've not only had a research-backed effective training, we're doing it again, learning from that. So as Eric said, not only did the study, so the question, the hypothesis was, you know, uh, is can online training be effective for public safety? The finding said yes. It, uh, you know, it is um, feasible for public safety, and also a secondary outcome was the stress mindset of everyone who finished the six-week course was improved. They looked at stress differently. And we also know through research that when you look at stress differently in your mindset, your hormonal balance changes that you actually grow from stress and trauma versus become depleted from stress and trauma. So there's a lot to be excited about in the fact that we're able to scale this um, you know, exponentially. Essentially, everyone in the world can take this training, which means it can be accessible to public safety internationally, anyone who wants it.
1: Well, that's one of the limitations to in-person training. We just said the gold standard will always be in-person training. We're not getting rid of our in-person instructor schools. You can still find those. You can still come to them. We want if you, if you to.
0: are training, it's yeah. going to train. Please come to in-person if you can. It's always going to be the best.
1: And so, but just in the United States alone, there are close to 70,000 police departments and fire departments. That's not talking sheriff's offices. That's not talking dispatch centers. That's not talking jails uh, for correction-based law enforcement, just standard fire departments and police departments. There's around 70,000 agencies, coast-to-coast, border-to-border. If somebody thinks that we're going to have trained in person 70,000 teachers so that each one of those agencies has one, you're nuts. Like <laughs> <laughs> We would love to, but the scalability is just not there. I mean, we, we could not run our, the instructor schools that we want in person to reach all those people. But by pushing this course for um, yoga teachers in all these places, think about it. I mean, most of these 70,000 communities, there's probably one yoga teacher in all of them actually.
0: Oh, Absolutely.
1: Um, so in theory, we now can easily m- reach those yoga teachers in rural Idaho or rural Montana, for example, someplace that it's very difficult for us to get into and do an in-person training just from a, a cost uh, basis. So now we can reach that at yoga teachers. So if a uh, small town, Wyoming fire department wants a yoga class, oh, and by the way, somebody in our fire department is married to a yoga teacher. Great. Now you can say, hey, Sally, go get this yoga certification. Or maybe Joe, the firefighter, uh, has already gotten his yoga certification. He wants to come and take our class. Now they can learn it in rural Wyoming uh, without having to fly all the way across the country, which is another limitation. No more cost of all the travel and hotels and meals and that kind of stuff. You can do it at home and still learn understand the same benefit. And so, It makes our certification, it makes yoga for first responders instantly scalable to the masses. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's a really important piece because we know, and it goes back to why is what you do different than the local yoga teacher? Uh, And I say this all the time, like we are the specialized tool for the specialized job. Mm -hmm. We will teach you the right language to use. We will teach you why different postures match to what they're doing uh, at their jobs. We will give you lessons on what their job is about. So you understand it when you go in and to teach them. Uh, we translate all of that for you. We translate, look at your t- teaching scars and training scars. Like we're that highly specialized tool. And more importantly, is that our specific protocol, which is rooted in traditional Hatha yoga But we have added some other spices and flavors of different training modalities into it. So it's not just yoga. It is definitely YFFR protocol, has undergone clinical review again. And the results of that are very close to being published officially. We all signed our disclosure agreements. And so that is being published any minute or get to email at this point. And so this specific protocol has been shown to reduce post traumatic stress symptomology. We no longer have to say that somebody's other yoga class may do this or that, this specific protocol. And that's why you should want to take this training, period, full stop. Oh, and then by the way, we just got a fantastic testimonial for somebody who went through this training that said, the resources we provide after you become trained are worth more than the training itself because of we give, them cl- you give you classes so you don't have to make anything up. We give you the resources. We give you resource books. We give you videos on how to break down postures. You get access to on-demand stuff. I mean, we can talk more get that excitement built, but it, the, that testimonial literally just came in. Another reason why you should take this protocol and this training is the support you get afterwards is second to none.
0: I was trying to actually find it so that I could read this testimonial as well. Um, maybe we can, I can see it real quick. Pulling it up here, but um, here it is. Okay. Um, so this came in, this is a screenshot of a text of one of our squad leaders. He's also a fire captain, a our instructor, squad leader for our in-person instructor school, and he was texting his squad. So at in-person instructor school, you are part of a small group called a squad. You have a squad leader who is a trainer, a YFR instructor. A lot of them are also in public safety. They're your your mentor. So he was texting his squad about finishing their certification requirements and et cetera. And Casey, who um, did finish and is an instructor, replies back to the group, Y'all, when you get done, the info and resources in the instructor portal is worth the price of the class and all the money spent for your week there. Just the CEU classes themselves, it's amazing. So, again, joining the network of Yoga for First Responders is going to make you even more successful at whatever your goal is for, you know, attending this training. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, there was something else I was going to say about, oh, yeah, like you said, you know, rural Wyoming, whatever the case may be, there's that want there. You want to serve your community. That was the whole reason I even started teaching first responders was like, shit, man, I want to make sure my first responders are in a good headspace if I ever need them. And I've always been about supporting my own community. I still teach for my local police department um, and the local, you know, the bigger fire department in Colorado Springs. And I've heard countless times, I've tried, it hasn't worked, I've tried, it hasn't worked, this or that. Because there are tons of barriers, some which are completely you know, out of your control or so you think, et cetera. And so even if you're teaching the volunteer fire department, which by the way, vol- I taught volunteer fire departments in Iowa when I first got there. They, they're the ones that said yes first before Des Moines, before West Des Moines, because a firefighter and a cop are a firefighter and a cop all around. And in fact, more so, um, because when I left LA, I remember someone said, oh, you're moving to Iowa? Well, now your, your thing, teaching yoga to first responders is going to fail because it's Iowa. It's the, you know, the Midwest. They're not going to want this shit. Oh, but then when I presented to the volunteer fire department, these big Midwestern dudes that had tears in their eyes because they ran on their own fucking brother. I'm sorry, that's gonna happen more often than not. And they were dying for some support in this area. And you know what? They have full-time jobs, they have families, and then they spend time running these heinous calls and get no support for it. So if you're in a small area and you want to help your local first responders effectively and not scare them off, Get over here. We want to help you do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. I I, I know the fire service, for example, the IFF, the local union, I, the numbers are going to be a little bit off at this point, but um, they cover something like 70% of the population in America, uh, uh, an agency large enough to have the IFF involved. And yet it's only 33% of the firefighters in the entire country. So those agencies, those small, Towns, those small community organizations, don't forget about them. I mean, honestly, the inbox that we get oftentimes it's the smaller agencies that are reaching out for help. We need help because they don't have the, all the resources to throw at the wind like some of the bigger agencies do. The bigger agencies think they're doing it because of all their programs, and the smaller ones are looking for any kind of help they can get. And so, and that's part of what we do too uh, as the organization. Is, this is slowly what yffr is becoming is yes we are a training organization we are going out and doing classes in person in service trainings and things like that but as an organization it is now becoming our mission and our job to make sure that you as trained instructors are so supported in everything that you do which is where the instructor network and the instructor toolkits come in but Marketing to police departments, fire departments, dispatch agencies, EMS agencies, flight medic programs, all healthcare, anybody that's in that 911 emergency response CPR chain, it's our job to now market to them so that they're actually going to be reaching out to you. Right. We need your help. We need your support because they're going to have a way to say, oh, there's a yoga for first responder instructor in my community. I want that. I want that for us. And it's our job to do that marketing and push for you so that the doors are opening for you rather than you going and trying to break down the doors, which is what you did, Olivia, when you started this thing 10 years ago, you went and knocked on the doors and knocked them down and said, do you want this? And many got, got turned down countless of times. And so you found the one guy who's like, no, but I know somebody who would, and, and mm-hmm. that, was your, that was your in, right? And that's our job. And we have the reputation to do it for you i mean we've got that 10-year reputation backed we're going to continue to go to the major conferences and be the people all over the place so that whenever somebody thinks of yoga they think of yoga for first responders and you will have been trained and they'll come to you
0: and that's already happening and even today i got a message from one of our instructors who was contacted because of the instructor map that we have about being part of a five-day resilience training For the federal government's victim services um, support unit. And, you know, and she wanted to just ask a few questions before that meeting, et cetera. And you know what's great about that? If that were you, if you're listening right now and that were you and you, you know, contacted us, because we're always in communication saying, hey, this came in, anything I should know before going to this meeting, then I would say, yeah, you can tell them we've already taught the FBI's Victim Services Unit in service training. And that will give, again, you so much credit because Yoga for First Responders has already been trusted by the FBI. So um, this comes with the online training. So regardless if you come in person to instructor school or online instructor school, this support and network is Remains the same, and I am pretty confident that your training is going to be, you know, a very, very high caliber because of how much work we put in, and um, in knowing how to effectively teach online without beating a dead horse. Right? I'm not gonna, like I said, my biggest pet peeve was being treated like a kindergartner with online training. That's not what I'm doing. I'm talking to you as the the next wife of our instructor on our team.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm super excited to having framed this out. Like we've been told by many, many, many people our in-person training is one of the most impactful and yet challenging or challenging and yet impactful trainings they've ever been to. And this instructor school bridge course, as we've been framing it out, will also prove, I do believe to be impactful yet challenging, or maybe challenging and yet impactful. Either way, they want to look at it because it's not going to be easy. Right. I mean, it's going to, it's, it is it is not a check the box training. Like this is going to be a commitment. And just like our training, not everybody that comes to yoga for first responders training gets certified. We are not that organization.
0: You're like, not- we've learned
1: from some of our partners that we are not just shuttling certificates. If you want that kind of training, go somewhere else. There's plenty of them out there. But if you want to be held to an extremely high standard, and so when you hit submit onto that certificate and get that certificate back, number one, it means something. You have the badge of knowing that you went through one of the hardest trainings you'll probably ever go through. And this instructor school bridge course for you 200-hour training trainee teachers is not going to be any different. And I honestly invite you to the challenge and embrace that challenge because that's part of the lesson. And know that when you 're done, you're a part of a group of people that have gone through this i mean it's an, through the I, same- it's, an it's an honor to hold that yfr certification because not everybody gets it
0: no that's absolutely true. A lot of people, even if they decide to not get certified, this happens a lot where they 're like, "Wow." I finally understand yoga, and I finally understand the work I need to do, and I need to integrate this in my own life first. And guess what? That is great. Again, you are paying for the training, and whatever you do with that information and education, um, and however that applies to your life is up to you. And it may lead, in fact, to certification and licensing and being out there, you know, doing doing the work. Um, and uh, that's the thing is you're holding, we're all holding each other up in terms of reputation. We have about 150 active instructors around the country. And because they all went through training, they all passed their certification, they all are on this group agreement of the standard that we're holding up. We're trusting one another to keep that reputation high. And so as soon as, you know, I, I taught for an ICP online course recently, and there were um, people writing um, the comments, you know, on the side. And when I came on, I saw a bunch of the con- uh, comments. I was trying to screenshot that really quickly because they're like, oh yeah, you know, I, we have yoga for first responders and our, you know, in our agency and there were some people I recognized who came to instructional and said, I teach there. And every single one was just a, a great, you know, a great comment of how well it's going. And I tried to grab those screenshots. Um, and so you'll be part of that and it's just going to make your goals easier. Um And so speaking of making your goals easier, um, ISBC, so the um, Instructor School Bridge course, is going to be launched in March. So we have a few weeks until March, a month or so. Uh, It's coming up fast. And for those of you who are raring to go, I want to create a little um, runway for you to start now and jumping off. So I wrote out a guide. I wrote out a guide about the principles of empowering first responders through yoga. This is going to get you locked in right away to our principles and our line of thinking. And that's free. And so I want to make sure you guys have that. The second. Oh, I'm about to say, well, I'll say now, I'll say now (laughs) how you get this free guide two ways. Um, Go to our Instagram or Facebook and under any post, doesn't matter what post it is, comment guide. We've had a few people that have commented guide with like a couple emojis um, and that doesn't trigger the same thing of getting you the guide. So just do guide, even though we know you're excited and we love seeing that. Just guide, Um, G-U-I-D-E, comment under any um, of the social media posts and then it will trigger a DM for you to receive your guide. Um, We're also going to put the link to that in the show notes. So yeah, I have the link there that we'll put in the show notes and you click that and that will take you directly to putting your email address in to be emailed the guide. Okay, so that's how you get your free guide. The second thing I want to do to build up to the ISBC is I'm also going to be teaching a free webinar of how to make this work, how to make yoga work in public safety. A lot of people still feel, and it kind of is true to some extent, that there's this misunderstanding of yoga, where yoga is over here and first responders over here, and how can I make it work as a training, a tactical, tangible, practical training tool for them? And I'm gonna be teaching a free one hour webinar on those principles. Cool. Um, and that's going to get everyone this runway to take off into the eight-week course of ISBC. I have structured it out for eight weeks. It is a self-paced course, but I do recommend trying to keep as close to the eight weeks as possible. Life happens, which is why it's self-paced. Um, but those two things, the guide and the webinar will get you all you know, ready and primed to dive into ISBC. So, if you sign up for the guide and get the free guide, we will automatically send you the invite to the webinar when that is ready to go. So you won't have to worry about um, you know looking for that. We will notify you.
1: Wow! Look at that. Some an organization based and rooted in traditional hathi yoga of over five thousand years, embracing technology full to its fullest. Folks like. Cutting edge technology with rooted in tradition. I mean, Listen, this is cool.
0: I think if Krishna Macharya had the availability to give people a PDF guide around the world, he would have done it. So, again, I am carrying not only 5,000 years of tradition on my shoulders, I'm also carrying the fact that Krishna Macharya did not have access to Instagram. And so that is what I must bear in my life.
1: <laughs> no, this is a, this is exciting stuff. And if you're already part of our organization and are hearing this for the first time, uh, we hope that you're excited about this step forward because let's say that you are part of our organization, you know a local yoga teacher that's already teaching at one of the fire departments or police departments, send this to them. Let them know yeah. uh, that this is coming out because we can all be a little bit better and we can all perform a little bit more optimally Uh, That's one of the secrets of what we teach, uh, through our protocol. Um, and so if somebody that's already teaching in your community, just be like, Hey, this organization is putting out an online training, not saying you're teaching a bad teaching, you're getting great response and that kind of stuff. I'm actually thinking of a yoga teacher, um, in a spot where we're about to visit actually. Uh, he's got a great following from the fire department and I want to show him this course just so he can work on what he, he teaches and use the language that he's got. Even though he's got a great following, again, we can always be a little bit better. Um, and I'm gonna hold, I mean, again, coming from the public safety world, our job is to make agencies hold themselves accountable. Why do you want a gold star, gold standard teacher, uh, mm-hmm. again, we can bring up all kinds of reasons, but that research protocol—the fact that we have a vet research vetted protocol—that alone should be the reason why you want to come through this training period. Because that, then, you get to teach from that protocol, and while it may be very similar to what you're already teaching, it's going to be just different enough that you're going to learn something. Uh, to teach those firefighters, cops, dispatchers today. I mean, I'm excited. I'm super excited about instructor's bridge course. It's is something we've been pushing for for a long time, and wow. the fact I, that it is here,
0: I know is it's a big so, deal. And we haven't even had the capacity to do it. So the fact that we have the breathing room to do it is super exciting. I will say too, something you mentioned as yoga teachers, and I'm speaking to all the yoga teachers out there. We should always be in the seat of the students. We can always learn more, and we can always tighten and our understanding. So again, even if you're already teaching first responders, this is going to add more to your toolbox and give you even more opportunity. Um, the other thing is is one thing I do want to you know mention too. We talked about like having support in communities. And if you are just one single yoga teacher who wants to do this in your community, what if you have weekly classes and you get sick or you want to take a trip and you don't wanna lose that momentum of folks coming to class? Um, I do always recommend to have a team of YFFR trained teachers so your first responders never have to miss a yoga class. That's what we have here. We share classes and programs with our local um, fi instructors, so the departments never have to miss a class. So because of that, if you own a yoga studio or you're part of a yoga studio or you're part of a yoga teacher network or team, and you want an affiliate code and have some of your colleagues like join this with you and you guys do it together as a team, send us a message. So what's the best way? Info at Eric? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so email info, I-N-F-O, at Yoga for First Responders, all spelled out org, say I want an affiliate code for ISBC, and then as you encourage your friends, colleagues to um, join you on the eight week course, then you will get a commission for them signing up. So not only will you get a team, but you will also get to take them out to dinner. Hopefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so yeah. So there's the info. We start in a month, uh, and I am really looking forward to it. And it's fun to do this again, just with you, Eric, just you and me, the, the hosts. Um, I have we're going to tell do
1: this more like, often in order to get 25 more episodes. I know, we time, have to like,
0: so. do another one tomorrow. I know we're a month late already. We got to do like one a week now for the next month. Yep.
1: Um,
0: I got to tell you, this espresso martini has left a very poor taste in my mouth.
1: I like, mean, I, I, dude, I don't like it. If we're going to roll back into our drinks of choice, maybe I think that's probably why I've only had one in my entire life. Like I just wasn't a fan.
0: I feel like if I added cream to it, it would kind of be like a mudslide or a little bit of um, the Big Lebowski drink.
1: I guess we're going to have fun. uh, White Russian. (laughs) White Russian. Um, So Kettle One, you can still sponsor us, but we're going to just stick to your vodka.
0: We're gonna stick to your cosmos, you know. I love those. And it's yeah, it's not about you, Kettle One. It's it's me. I'm the problem, it's me.
1: Bring it back to case.
0: You know what, honey? You're my Travis Kelsey.
1: No, I'm your Jason. Well, Travis is getting a beard now too, but Jason's got the bigger beard. He's a little older.
0: I kinda Uh, like better anyway. I do.
1: Jason's like the big pop. I mean, Jason's the big popo. Let's be honest. Uh, I, I, I thought I, I really enjoyed getting to know those those guys through that yeah, podcast. I, I mean, honestly. So, um, all
0: right, Super Bowl pick. Who are you going with? Oh. I know you're salty about it. We don't even have to discuss it.
1: <laughs> you know, I actually. You know what? This here, this is an easy way to do it. I really hope that Kansas, uh, the Forty ers win. Okay, because there's a, a lot of connections back to there's Iowa players on the team. There's Iowa State players on the team. We're gonna roll it back. There's a so there's some hometown connections on the Forty ers I uh, don't think there are on the Chiefs.
0: Hometown connections, baby. I'm from the Bay Area. I am from. Well, I
1: was gonna let you. I was gonna let that influence your pick. Uh, <laughs> so if you came out and said, "I'm from the Bay Area," but I'm going for the Chiefs, then I'd be a start scratching my head a little bit
0: well here's the thing i was a niners fan but i grew up during joe montana jerry rice um steve young like they were heroes and this was when i grew up thinking that my team just always won the damn super bowl like i was (laughs) like i was like a toddler being like yeah i mean that's what happens right i didn't think that other people's team were like losing. and so um huge niners fan went to see games and since I moved away from California, I mean, I've just gotten less and less, like, following the players. And I really don't know anyone on that team. You know, I'm familiar with the Chiefs players. Um, but also, I feel like with the Chiefs, like, you know what, guys? You've had your day. Okay? Can we, I mean, like... I
1: have been to four of the last five Super Bowls. Like, I'm, we're, we're never... Here, we're never going to do business in the state of Kansas or Missouri ever again. Because I'm going to say this if the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl, which I think there's a fair chance that they do. I mean, they're playing high-level football right now. That Andy Reid retires, so we don't have to hear about it every year from here on after. That's my hope, is that their head coach goes out on top, retires, done, new coach comes in, and it all falls apart. No offense, Kansas City Chiefs, but four out of five years, time for somebody else.
0: Yeah, unless one of the Chiefs players wants to be an official partner of FFR, we'll reconsider our opinion.
1: That would be interesting. <laughs> that would hurt. That would hurt, but it would be an interesting conversation.
0: Sort so. of. I was like, "Hi, um, you will not be dealing with our president. You'll be directly dealing with me."
1: <laughs> you know what? Our next episode should actually be here. I might put this out there. Is uh, Functional mobility for injury prevention. We just got asked about a conference title about this. There's actually a really key play from this last weekend's games where, um team homies, uh, got wrapped up, spun around on, ended up in a wheel pose for those yoga teachers that we're talking to in this episode. Mm-hmm. And his trainer immediately said, the reason he didn't get hurt is because we trained for it. And he sent videos of literally doing working like wheel pose on the wall and that kind of stuff. So that if he happens to get put in that position, he can still perform optimally in that position. No oh, joke. funny
0: say the same thing about first responders who have awkward working positions just in case he does want to partner with us um we that we made a mistake it's pat mahomes right what do we call him
1: yeah
0: i think you just said
1: pete no i said p like p period oh okay and I call them Mahomes the too, but I think that's what he calls like one of his organizations. So
0: yeah, that's Personally. true. So I think functional mobility and injury prevention. Also, should we do an episode on breathing for anger management for athletes who don't need to be angry
1: or their fans
0: or their fans? all right this is everything to come on this season of on air with yoga first responders all right we'll see you soon don't forget to click on the link below or hit guide comment guide on our socials we will see you soon hey before we go i want to remind you that training your mental and physical health is incredibly important especially for those working in high stress jobs like first responders
1: And if you're interested in learning more about Yoga for First Responders, visit yogaforfirstresponders.org for our on-demand training app, online course platform, in-person training, and more.
0: Like this podcast, subscribe, and give us a great review. We are so happy to have you part of the YFFR mission.